Hello, friends, and welcome to the Wisdom for Life broadcast. This is Pastor Glenn with another episode that we hope will bless you. So happy you're here tonight. God bless you. I want to talk about four things the Holy Spirit loves to hear. That's going to wrap up our, our message on walking in the Spirit tonight. I mean, if you know, we've been studying how Jesus was not only baptized in the Spirit, uh, but the Spirit of God remained upon him. And then the Spirit of God also led him to the wilderness, to a dry place, right? Then we don't see any of the manifestations anymore. We don't see dove, fire, wind, oil. We don't see any of those things. And so it seems like in the wilderness that the Holy Spirit is silent. But I want to encourage you to know tonight that the Holy Spirit was with Jesus. The Bible says the Holy Spirit remained upon Jesus, which is different than what we see in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and he would go. But on Christ, the Holy Spirit remained on him. We see that the church in the upper room, when they received the Holy Spirit, appeared like tongues of fire, right? And also a rushing mighty wind. But we don't see in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit has ever left the believers. So everything that we see Christ experiencing in the Spirit, the church can experience the same. So if Jesus, being full of the Holy Spirit, was led by the Spirit to dry places, guess what? You will too. In those dry places, the enemy, the devil, will come to you and will lie to you. He will tell you that the Spirit isn't here because you don't see him the way you saw him before. You see, we're not at the Jordan anymore, right? We're in the wilderness. And in that place, you'll begin to think, because I can't feel God, God must be far away. We gotta be very careful with feelings because the Spirit of God does move upon us. We do react, we do feel him. But there are other times that the Spirit of God is there, not just in feelings, but the Spirit of God is there in the Word. And where we see the Holy Spirit coming out in the wilderness through Jesus is through the Word of God. How many of you know that the Bible says that the Scriptures, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, that the Scriptures are inspired by God? That word inspired means God breathed. Uh, Ruah, Old Testament, Numa in the New Testament, the Holy Spirit breathed the Scriptures. So when Jesus spoke back to Satan, and replied to Satan in each of his temptations, God has said, or it is written, there is the Holy Spirit. Now, that ought to help the, the, uh, the schism that sometimes happens in most churches. What is that schism? There is one extreme that says, because I can't feel God, this must not be a spirit-filled situation. All right? That is the over-emotional person. Right? That is the over-emotional person that if they're not feeling it in their emotions, they don't believe that it's God. We'll just call that the left brain, okay? Alright, that's the left hemisphere. I want to go over to the right hemisphere. This would be your right as you're looking at me. The right hemisphere person says, well listen, I don't need to fear, uh, feel God at all. Right? In fact, I don't believe that there is any feelings at all. I don't believe in that emotion stuff. I don't believe that I should dance and I should shout or I should clap. I shouldn't have any expression at all because it's all systematic and logical. How many of you know that that's not the Holy Spirit either? I want to come to the middle here and I want to say that there are times the Holy Spirit will lead you into places where you don't necessarily feel Him, but you will still have His Word. Amen? 
And there's other times that there'll be places where you're going to fill the Holy Spirit, but that still has to be judged according to His, His Word. And we need to look at His Word and say, is this exactly what God is doing in my life? So Jesus did experience the Holy Spirit in the wilderness, but being in a dry place, <laughs> it was in the Word of God in that moment. And there's some things that the Holy Spirit loves to hear from you and from I when we're in those dry places. And I want to give you the first one for your notes this, tonight. And it's uh, welcome Holy Spirit. Welcome God into that dry place. Welcome the Spirit of God into that place, into those circumstances that are adverse, into those circumstances that don't seem like have any life in them, okay? I've been to the Jordan River. I've also been to the wilderness where Jesus was tempted. I can tell you what those two places look like. And I can tell you that there's lots of life around the Jordan River. There's absolutely no life where Jesus was in the wilderness. So so for the devil to come to him during that time and he being about 40 days without any food, right? It would have been very tempting to eat something because there was nothing alive there, right? And so sometimes we begin to think, how could God even be in such a godless dry place? Well, you're there. Can I remind you, if you're there and you're filled with the Spirit, guess who else is there? And isn't that the point, right? Aren't we supposed to bloom in places like that and invite God's presence into places like that? And so welcome Holy Spirit is something the Spirit of God wants to hear from you. Right in the middle of the office, right in the workplace, right into that place that's absolutely dry and almost godless. Guess what? You're there on assignment. So welcome Holy Spirit. John chapter 14, verse 16 says this, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper to be with you forever. I think about helper and I think about hamburger helper. Come on. Anybody ever had it? You know what I'm talking about? It's basically the same thing. Doesn't matter what box you get. You get this box and the noodles are in a certain shape and you get this box over here. Noodles are in a different shape. It's still noodles, right? And guess what's going with it? Hamburger, right? And what are we helping? We're helping the hamburger. Come on, right? And there's a different seasoning, right? Maybe in this you'll get tuna, which is really gross. Tuna helper? Come on. Do you like it? My kids loved it. I couldn't stand it. Tuna helper. They said, Dad, make me tuna helper, you know? Right? Well, here's the deal. You know, you could actually make a meal, like a real meal, that didn't come out of a box. That has nothing to do with my notes. But here's what, here's what, here's what the Spirit is here to help us with. The word there is paraclete. It's, it means to help you as a comforter in battle. Not, not for the playground, but for the battleground. God has given you a helper not to make you more comfortable in your comfortable place, right? God hasn't given you a, com- a comforter from heaven because he wants to make you even more comfortable than you are right now. And can I say something for your notes? I-, I just would beg you to write this down. America today, Christian Americans need to understand that God is not to make you comfortable, that God is calling you to be with the comforter. You desire (laughs) the comforter more than you desire to be comfortable. You have to desire the comforter more than you desire to be comfortable. Because as soon as the Spirit of God comes on you, He's not there to help you be even more comfortable than you currently are. You've You've got to understand that being filled with the Spirit of God is going to make you uncomfortable. 
That's the point of the comfort that God gives. He's given it to you because God knows where he's calling you. And it's going to be dry places, right? Well, that's okay for you pastors. You, you pastors can go do that, right? How many sermons do I have to preach without one amen? That's a dry place right there. Come on. Well, we'll just, you know, we, hey, say something spiritual, pastor. We got you. You know, we're, wait, we're just waiting for that to happen. <laughs> How do you keep a pastor in suspense? Okay, so. <laughs> oh. So, just because the Holy Spirit is with you doesn't mean you're with Him. The Holy Spirit is with you to give you comfort for the battle you're about to experience. That's why God gave us Spirit. Not because God said, you know what, you're doing really well being comfortable. I want to make you even more comfortable. We have to desire the comforter more than we desire to be comfortable. And that's why Jesus received the Spirit and went to the wilderness. It was an uncomfortable place. And so Jesus is saying, I'll ask the Father to give you a, a helper, a paraclete. This is a Greek word used for battle partner. When, when the Greeks went out to war together, let's say Tony and I, we're on the same team, okay? We're, we're in the Greek army. And when we go out and fight together, there'd be a turtle formation. And then when we break out of that turtle formation, right? Tony and I would be paracletes. I would be back to back with him. If anybody came and fought and tried to hurt Tony, Tony would take him on. And if Tony didn't beat him, well, pack a lunch, I'll beat him too, okay? So Tony had my back, I had his back. Nobody could come and take me from behind because I had Tony, vice versa. God isn't calling you to walk with the Spirit just so that you can stay in the playground. You're going to the battleground. And that's why we get the comforter. So just because the Holy Spirit's with you doesn't mean you're on the same page with Him. If you're not doing anything with the power that God has given you, come on. Yeah. So we say, Pastor, you know, I need more feelings. I need to, you know, I need to be in a situation where I feel more of God and more of God's presence. I know what you mean. I've been there too. But I just want to remind you, Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 tells us the righteous live by faith. Right? Not by their feelings. Right? The just are going to live by faith. I can't see it. I can't always touch it. I don't always know that it's there with my senses. But by the power of the Holy Spirit, I know that God has called me in the middle of this place to do what He's called me to do, regardless of my circumstances. No matter how dry it is, I know that God has led me by the Spirit here because God's about to do something. Amen? So, maybe in the middle of your dry place or the wilderness you're at, maybe you ought to remind yourself that God's given you His Spirit in that place to conduct spiritual battle. Instead of complaining, start using the Word of God. That's what Jesus did. I want you to compare that. Do a comparison or a contrast between Jesus' experience in the wilderness, right? And the children of Israel's experience in the wilderness. You see, their experience lasted 40 years. His experience lasted 40 days. You can have 40 years. Or you can have 40 days. How long would you like that, that dry season to be? Hello? 40 days. Can I tell you how to make it 40 days and not 40 years? You, you don't want to know. Whole back row is like, I don't care. Do you want to know? Start confessing the Word of God. In the midst of the situation. I want to show you the contrast and comparison here. Jesus quoted scriptures. Israel quoted their feelings. Jesus confessed God's word. Israel complained. 
Jesus trusted what God said about him. Israel doubted God's presence with them. You see the difference? You can have 40 years or 40 days. Our reaction to spiritual dryness determines if that time will shrink or grow and extend. Sometimes that wilderness is a place of testing, but really, other times, that wilderness is a place that God has called you to to bring some life. Right? So, sometimes people approach me and they say, I, I want to go into the full-time ministry. And I'm like, yeah, me too. I would love to be in the full-time ministry. And they're like, you're already in the full-time ministry. You think I'm in the full-time ministry? 80% of what I do isn't really ministry. Really? Really, most of the time, most of the time, most of the things that I'm doing, I would not consider what God has actually called me to do. And all of you are like, this doesn't make any sense at all. I'm talking to this guy. Why are we paying this guy? Right? I'm in meetings. (sighs) Well, pastor, you got to have those things because the IRS says you got. I know, I know, I know, but stay with me. I would love to tell people I'd love to be in the full-time ministry too. But I'm in meetings all the time. I go to these pastoral events. I sit there and I almost go to sleep and die. (laughs) Hello? And then when people say, I want to be in the ministry, I want to be ready for the ministry, I I want to do it. Okay, really? Because I spent 12 years of my life in a factory, another almost four years of my life in a prison, all called by God, trained, ready to preach, and was doing very little of it. You know, there was a solid 16 years of my life where I was doing ministry on the side saying, God, why won't you let me be in full-time ministry? And you know what God was doing? He was saying, why won't you believe that my spirit has called you to do ministry right where you're at? And I thought, well, I'm going to get in full-time ministry when I get to do what I want to do. Then I get to full-time ministry and I'm barely doing anything I'm called to do because I'm in all these dumb meetings. I ain't asking you to play the violin, but I do a lot of them. You say, Pastor, why is the bubble in the middle? I'll tell you why it's in the middle. I don't know. I'll tell you why this man is so level, because I go from one meeting to another meeting. And after a while, I'm like, I want to preach. I want to teach. I want to train people. I want to see people healed. I want to see people set free. Come on. Right? But can I tell you, there'll never be a point here on earth where you get to do 100% of what you think God's called you. That's all I'm so, so, so you're gonna have to say, wait a minute here, God's given me the Holy Spirit to even do this. Right? So don't just start thinking, well, He gets to do what He gets to do by the Spirit, but I gotta go do this all week long. That's a desert too. And so is full-time ministry. You, you, you just don't know. Some of you are like, I, 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 I bet it would, I'd, I'd have an easier time with it than you would. Oh yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard that before. Think of it as farming. Thinking of it as have, having a baby, right? We all love babies, don't we? We just don't want to carry them. Like, to term. I mean, hello, don't you love a baby when it's, oh, it's so cute, and they smell great, and you want to kiss them and hug them, and I just love babies. I love them, don't you? Are you alive tonight? You don't like babies. <laughs> you love the babies. Good, good. I want some passion about babies. All right, so you love babies. You just don't love the nine months of carrying them. You don't love the, you know, you don't love the bulge, bulging discs that you got from the children you got to carry. How about actually delivering one? Oh, that's a great time. Been there for all three, and I about passed out every single time. I was scared to death, right? Okay, so there's all that. And that's, that's all God, too. 
That's all God. Well, God didn't give me the spirit for that because that's all uncomfortable. That's exactly why God gave you a spirit. You get a helper for that. We love farmers. I love eating food. In fact, you got to go check out Walmart. They got some ears of corn that should not taste that good this time of year right now. You know what I'm talking? You, they're good. We got two at home right now. I'm going to cut this short. Cause you're going to, it's dinner's about, I, I asked her before we started tonight, what are the sides? Cause I know what the main, but I want to know what's, well, we got those ears of corn. I'm like, it's going to be a short night. Okay. We all love that, right? You ever work on a farm? It's an absolute disaster. It's a mess. It smells. It's stinky. Animals are going to the bathroom everywhere. You know, you want life, right? And we all think, well, I want the life of the Holy Spirit in me. I want to see life growing. Well, okay, that's messy. That's disgusting. Just like giving birth is. Okay? It's not, it's not always orderly or in a way you think it should be. Okay? It's not like a, it's, it's not, uh, it's not like a hospital where everything is sterilized. Life is, life is messy. And when God comes in and brings and breathes his wind into something, he's given his comfort because you're going to be uncomfortable. But praise God, you get ears of corn and you get babies. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, number two. Number two. He wants to hear, welcome the Holy Spirit is number one. You want to welcome the Holy Spirit into any situation because that's why God gave you his spirit. Number two, I trust you, Holy Spirit. I trust you, Holy Spirit. I'm going I'm to show you. I'm going to give you a little cascade here, okay? The Spirit of God primarily speaks to us this way. Through His Word. Number two. Through the wisdom of others. What's the Bible say? Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a word is established. So you have to have a word for it to be established. Come on. So, so out of His Word. And then out of two or three witnesses, right? Not just your pastor. You know why some people come and see me? Just so they... they I'm going to give you a secret. Some people come and see the pastor because they already know what they want to do. They just want to go and tell everybody the pastor told them to do it. Oh, you're so quiet. They went, I, I went and seen pastor. It's all good. You know, that's why I ask people, hey, why are we meeting? Well, I'll tell you when I get there. That's always like, oh, dear Lord. What am I getting myself into? Get a word from the Lord, not your pastor. Get it from the Lord. Right? And then wisdom of others, not just the pastor. There should be a deacon, an elder, a brother. Listen, if your husband is a man of God and he doesn't, he, he doesn't agree with it. What you talking about, Willis? Right? If your, if your wife is a woman of God and she don't, you're coming and seeing the pastor. Hello. So the word, wisdom of others. Right? Here's the next one. All right? A whisper. Now we get to what the Holy Spirit is telling you personally. I would prefer you start with the word, then look for counsel from others, right? Confirmation from others, then the whisper that you're getting. I've heard some of the most diabolical, weirdo stuff that people thought the Holy Spirit was telling them to do that was not in the word of God whatsoever. And then when you go and try to tell them that the scripture doesn't say that, they freak out, right? But what do you want? Do you want to hear from God? Or do you just want to do what you want to do? Listen, you're not here to do get God to do what you want to do and bless what you want to do. You're here to do what he's blessed. There's a difference. All right. And then finally, here's the last one. The Holy Spirit also speaks through wonders, signs and miracles. Now here's the problem with certain parts of the church age. Most people reverse this whole list I just gave you. 
okay? I'm going to hear from God for miracles, signs, and wonders. I've had people literally come up to me and say, listen, I'm doing this, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing this because I... You know what? There was a situation, and I can't believe it, but I was at a register. Somebody was at the register and just told me $3.99. And then I looked at $3.99, John $3.99, and they, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You're, you're laughing, but you know people. Mm-hmm. And I looked up John $3.99, and there it was. There it was. Exactly what God wanted me to do. So am I right, Pastor? <laughs> I was at this conference... And we lined everybody out, right? And this fat preacher came up and he, <laughs> he took his hand and put it on my head and shook me real hard and blowed on my face and his breath was bad and I passed out. <laughs> Somebody came along and threw a blanket over me. Oh. Right? I'm not making fun of somebody having an experience in the spirit. That's not what I'm making. I'm making fun of the, the person who thinks that that is generated from the pastor and the minister, and not from God's word first. Why isn't it God's word first? Why do you got to go to a conference and pay $3,000 to get there, and then once you're there, to try to hear a God that is as close to you as your underwear? I preached that Sunday, didn't I? Did I preach that Sunday? He's as close to you. He's closer than a brother. What do you think that is? How many of you had brothers? Okay, how many guys in here have had brothers? How many of you know you don't know whose underwear you're wearing? If you have a brother, if you wouldn't, you don't know. I did. Do you know? Did you know? You did? How? Okay. So he had his own, he had his own drawers. So your name was on some of them. Okay. Mike, if you're out there, my brother, Mike, I love you. If you're watching, um, I'm sure I wore your underwear for a majority of growing up. You wore mine. There was no names on what we wore. It's, we were that close in age. Scripture doesn't say you're close. It says he's closer to the brother. He wants to be intimate with you, right? Are you with me? So where do we start? The word, wisdom of others, believers, right? Then what God is whispering to your heart, <laughs> then signs, wonders, and miracles. Why? Because signs and wonders follow us, not the other way. That's what the Scripture teaches. All right? Good. So, how do we know that Jesus, in this moment, is trusting the Holy Spirit? Because He doesn't ask, where are you, Holy Spirit? I know you and I do. When He's in the wilderness, He never says, where's the Spirit? He immediately confronts Satan with the Word. There's the Spirit. Where's the Spirit? It's in the Word. Is that the first thing you go to or the last thing you go to? Is it 15 phone calls? Facebook? A couple of Snapchats? And then to the Word of God? All right. So I want to tell you tonight, don't panic. The Holy Spirit hasn't left you in a dry place. He's there. He's in the Word. Run to the Scriptures. Don't don't let the devil talk you out of in the darkness what you've already known and heard by faith in the light. When you've experienced God and you know God has spoken to you through His Word, let me tell you something. Heaven and earth will pass away, but His words will remain forever forever give God some praise come on you can do that say pastor the teacher sounds like the you know the teacher sounds like he's silent right now well that means you're in a test all right the teacher's always silent during a test it's okay well God hasn't said anything to me in the last couple of weeks that's okay obey the last command given it's just like the military what did he tell you the last well you're not done with it so keep it keep it up as soon as you're done with it it'll give you a new word
Is the point just getting words from God all the time? No, the point is obedience. All right? All right, number three. How about this? The Holy Spirit loves for you to say, I love you, Holy Spirit. Have you ever told the Holy Spirit you love Him? You can. You can. And can I tell you He loves you? I'm about to, man, I'm about to blow your socks off tonight with what God gave me right here. This, I mean, everything up to this point is ridiculous compared to what you're about to hear. The Holy Spirit absolutely loves you. When you, when you, when you say, welcome Holy Spirit, when you say, Spirit of God, I'm just so happy that I'm in your presence. I'm so happy that I get to hear from you. I'm here to just listen to you. I want to tell you something. The Holy Spirit just absolutely runs after you, crashes into you with His love. And, 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 and I can't demonstrate it for you, but I can just, can you just imagine this? The best way that I could put it. Have you ever seen those coming home, the troops coming home videos where they surprise their family? Their family has no idea that all along, that all along, their dad or their mom has been there. And, and, and then they turn around and then the expression and then how they feel. And then they just, the family members just crash into each other. Have you ever seen how the dogs react? Yeah. That's what I love. I love the dogs. That's what gets me balling, man. Because those dogs, you know, jump up on you. And, oh, you know, and this goes on for a long time. Right? I don't mean any disrespect to my Lord, but when you say, God, I'm here to spend time with your spirit, the Holy Spirit goes, I've been waiting for you all day. I just love you. Holy Spirit isn't going, you know, wait till I get off the phone. Wait just a second here. I'm on the phone right now. I just, I can tolerate you. As soon as I'm done talking, I'm on the phone. The Holy Spirit doesn't go, you know, I kind of like you. I'll get right, I'll get with you in just a second. The Holy Spirit goes, I've been waiting for you to know that I've been here all this time and I'm excited. I, I, there's so much I want to tell you and there's so much I want to share because I absolutely love you. Romans 5, 5. Listen to this. And this hope will not lead to disappointment. So many believers today are disappointed. You know what disappointed is? Break that word down. Appointment is in that. I'm talking about an appointment that you have daily with God that loves you through his spirit. And believers are disappointed. You don't have to be disappointed. For we know how dearly God loves us because He's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with His love. Do you know how, right now, do you know how God is saying, I love you? His Holy Spirit. I just read it. That's His, that's His, that's His love letter through His Word. And through His presence, He's saying, I want to fill your heart with my love because I love you so much and you just now realize I've been with you all day. Been with you all day and now you want to spend some time with me? I'm so excited. Holy Spirit, I love you. And the Holy Spirit says, I love you too. I loved you before you were even born. I loved you before you were even a, a, a gleam in your papa's eye. 